You're listening to a cut segment from our larger podcast, The UFL Update. If you like what you hear, why not check out the full episode? Link in description. All right, so sticking with the Stallions kind of theme uh, of this episode of the podcast, we're going to go through their season preview in this segment really quickly uh, and look over their roster, their schedule, everything you need to know uh, upcoming and following the Birmingham Stallions this season. So head coach Skip Holtz is back. Uh, GM Zachary Potter is back uh, for the USFL and for the UFL, um, I should say. They will play in Protective Stadium. They will have five home games and five away games like the rest of the teams this year. No special treatment for Birmingham this time around. Uh, so let's take a look at their roster. You got QB Jamar Smith coming back. Uh, you lose Alex Magoo, but, you know, you're going to be all right. Uh, some of their strengths. I feel like the Stallions team has really, really upped their defensive capabilities uh, through the dispersal drafts. Uh, you look at guys like Chris Orr, uh Kayava Tazino from the Maulers. Bringing in guys like that is really adding depth on that side of the football. Uh, like Scooby Wright, for instance, last season goes down with an injury. Everybody's worried about it, but because they've done such a good job of incorporating depth onto their roster like they are this year again, um, I, I think you're going to look at, a, at another solid defense for the Stallions. Offensively, they are returning a lot of the same firepower they had last year. Victor Bolden Jr., Bo Scarborough, C.J. Marable, Deion Kane, Jay Sternberger, Bobby Holly, all those familiar faces, familiar names coming back to the league uh, for round two with the Stallions. But what slightly concerns me is they didn't do a whole lot to add to that. Um, the dispersal drafts came out. You see teams like the Showboats adding just boatloads of talent left and right. Uh, and picking up people from the team like the Stars. Birmingham didn't really do that. They added depth where they needed depth. They picked up the players they had last year, and it kind of feels like they were like, okay, we, we we like what we have going here. And obviously, I'm not GM Zachary Potter. I'm not Skip Holtz. I don't know what they see. You know, I don't see what they see. I'm going to trust the professionals here. But from an outside perspective, as far as the big names picked up, other teams, I feel like, did a better job getting you know, future talent, future stars, or like the big names, uh, perhaps from other USFL teams or XFL teams as far as offensively, you know, uh, I still think or and Tazino were, were massive pickups, but across the board, I, I had a question. Someone, someone asked on uh UFL update, by the way, go follow on all the platforms, Instagram at UFL update, Twitter still at USFL update. Um, make sure you're following there because I'd have way more content. Um, Someone asked, could this be the best Stallions team yet, talent-wise? And I'm going to say yes. I mean, it definitely it definitely will be across the board. You're adding, uh, I think Skip said they had 35 returning players and 40 brand-new players uh, going into training camp this year. So knowing that, yes, obviously, it's going to be the best Stallions team yet. Uh, like, like Skip and Daryl talked about earlier, the player pool has been the player pool is still just as talented as it was last season, but now you got half the team, so you got to compete for, which means basically double the talent on every single roster. That being said, as far as where the Stallions roster stacks up compared to other teams, I don't know if it's as high or if there's as big of a gap as there was last year. I think they had one of the, if not the most talented roster in the USFL last year. And it's hard to tell because talent doesn't always translate to 
what you see on the field and what your record is. I think the Guardians had one of the more talented rosters in the XFL last season, but they just couldn't put it together. Uh, so knowing that talent-wise, I think Birmingham is still close to the top, if not at the top, but I don't know if there's as big of a gap this year between them and everybody else, uh, like I said. Um, major improvements on defense. I think that's going to be a strong suit for them this year. You did see some roster turnover. Uh, how did they address that? You lose Brandon Aubrey to the NFL. You lose Alex Magoo, MVP, to the NFL. Both of those guys were kind of face of the franchise type players. Um, people you build around and stuff in another league, uh, in college football or in NFL, where they'd be sticking around for long, long term. But the UFL is built on turnover and having players go to the league and then replacing them, training them, having them go to the league and continuing that process, but also continuing the consistency of winning. And I think by retaining Skip Holtz, retaining all the players around guys like Alex Magoo last year, like um, Brandon Aubrey last year, you're going to be in good shape. They go and get Chris Blewett at kicker. Chris, by far and away, one of the best kickers in the league last year. It's going to be a great fit for Birmingham. You know, you really, you really, there's not too many guys out there who would be better than Chris Blewett right now. If any, at all, he may be the best kicker in the league. So, huge pickup there. Uh, and you got Jamar Smith at quarterback. Jamar is, is very solid. You saw him year one, he led the Stallions to championship. He started year two before the injury, but... I, I still have faith in Jamar. I'd like to see what he does in week one, two, three before I really make a strong opinion because, you know, it has been a year without him playing football. And I do think that Alex Magoo was better last year than Jamar was in his championship run in year one. But that being said, I don't think that it's going to be an issue because he's been with Skip Holtz. He was with him at LA Tech. Uh, La Tech. He, he was with him. He was with him there. He's been with him here for a couple years. He knows the system inside and out. So as far as roster overturn, I don't think that's going to be too big of a problem because they filled that gap. Um, so let's just kind of go through their their schedule really quick. Uh, taking a look at the Stallion schedule, they kick off Saturday, March thirtieth, versus the Arlington Renegades. What a game! Champion versus champion. It's on Fox. It's in Arlington. But I think as far as the road game draw, you were going to have to play two XFL teams on the road and you were going to get two at home. The Stallions got really lucky. They play Arlington and they play San Antonio on the road. But they get St. Louis and they get D.C., arguably the two hardest places to play in the entire UFL. They get them at home. Um, so I, I think that, that that's played out great for them. Personally, Right now, I think Birmingham goes into Arlington and wins. I, I don't see the, the potential on Arlington's roster right now, um, but I do think that Birmingham has that talent is going to come through uh, and, and win. But I, I could be wrong. I, who knows? We will see, we will see uh, when that matchup comes up and when I get closer into the season when I do my official prediction show and stuff. Uh, they get Michigan at Ford Field in Week 2, and then they open up uh, their home schedule versus Memphis on Saturday, April 13th. I will not be able to make this game, but I really want to. Memphis is a talent-stacked roster, but it is a big home game for the Stallions. Not just as far as the matchup being a divisional rival. Memphis, I think, is the second-best team in their division right now. 
but also for seeing how the fans react to the UFL, seeing how big of a big of an attendance you get at Birmingham Stadium. You know, will people come out to the game for a third year in a row? Can we up the attendance from the first two years and start to see Birmingham really become that uh, feared stadium like DC, like uh, St. Louis has? Um, so, so we need to see that. And I think you're going to find out a lot at Memphis. It's a primetime game, Saturday night. Uh, but then you get that back-to-back weeks. Saturday night, the next week, D.C. comes to town. D.C. right now, just like Memphis, their roster is stacked. They've, they've treated the offseason in a similar manner as Birmingham, re-signing a lot of players they had last year. That matchup is going to be one to watch for. And I, I think that you're going to want to be at that game because I will be there. I will be on the field, hopefully. And it might it might be game of the year. There's game of the year potential there. Week four. Week five, they go to Houston. Uh, tricky matchup there, prime time. Uh, we'll, we'll see how good Houston is. I don't know what their QB situ- situation uh, looks like. But based on preseason rankings and stuff, it's a winnable game. Uh, then they get Memphis on the road. So they're done with Memphis after week six, which I, I think is a blessing in disguise for Birmingham because they won't have to play them at the end of the year in case they there's a rematch there in the playoff game. Um, just baking in the fact that I think I think Birmingham and Memphis are the best teams right now. Um, you get St. Louis at home. You get Houston at home. Then you go on the road to San Antonio, and you finish off the regular season versus Michigan at home in Protective Stadium. So overall, I think the schedule worked out really, really well for Birmingham. Um, there are a lot of winnable games here, and the games that I would be circling as losing losing games for Birmingham, um, St. Louis on the road or D.C. on the road, you don't have to play them there. Um, so your your road schedule is very favorable. Your home schedule is very favorable. It's It's nicely spread out and stuff, and... I think you end with three very winnable games at San Antonio versus Houston and Michigan at home. Um, but we'll see how the XFL competition stacks up with the USFL, and we'll get a better understanding of that as the roster as we come close to the season. Uh, so one more question from the Instagram uh, before we stop previewing the Stallions. What defines success for this team? Uh, is it three-peat or bust? What are, we, what are we looking at as far as a, a good season for Stallions fans, where you can look back and say, "Yeah, that was we we had a good season." Is it is it championship or bust? I mean, I think Skip thinks so, but like, let's say they go undefeated regular season, don't make the championship or or lose in the championship. Do you then say this whole season was a failure? I don't think so necessarily. I think I think you've got two primary objectives you're looking at for the Stallions. A, you want to prove yourself against XFL teams. I think those four XFL games uh, at Arlington, at San Antonio, D.C., and St. Louis at home, I think you will see the Stallions get up for those games unlike you will against their UFL rivals or USFL rivals because there's a different drive and there's a different hunger to prove themselves uh, against those teams than I think there is against Michigan or, or there is against Houston because they've played those teams already. They've already showed them, you know, we can, we can win this game. So... I mean, if, if they beat all their XFL rivals and then don't make the championship, is that still a success? I, I mean, you tell me. I think it the the trophy is the limit for this team. You know, the sky's the limit. They're, 
they're championship bound. This team is very capable. This coaching staff is very capable. They've done it before, and I, I think that they can do it again. But as far as beating XFL teams, <laughs> I think that that's going to be another big aspect of, of what this team has built around this year because they're not the number one guy this season again. I mean, they, they are. They've got a target on their back. But it's not like going into year two of the USFL where you're playing against the same seven other teams. You've got new competition. You've got new guys that you got to prove yourself to. And I think that that's kind of reinvigorated some life into this team. If we're predicting USFL season three with the same eight teams last year, I might not be as high on the Stallions as I am right now. But because of the confidence, you know, that that Birmingham has, uh, the drive that Skip Holt seems to have, the motivation that's there, and the desire to prove themselves against some competition that's been really talking trash all offseason, I think you're going to see a, a really solid Birmingham Stallions team again, once again this year. Don't expect fall-off, and I, I would expect, at the very least, a, a, a playoff berth um, from this team. Thanks for listening to this segment of the UFL Update. If you want to hear more, check out the full episode link in description.